Hi, and welcome to another great message from Noosa Church. We pray that you're impacted and inspired by this teaching. For more information and service times, check out our website at noosa.church. Enjoy. Well, hey church, thank you so much for having me um, here with you today. Uh, For those of you that don't know me, I am Eliza and I am Christian's wife. Um, We have four beautiful daughters um, and for the past 13 years, I have actually been a stay-at-home mum, most of which I have loved. So um, something that you might not know about me is that I have actually suffered quite severely with uh, fear and anxiety and I have been on this very front row during a church service talking myself down from a panic attack and looking for the exits and trying to keep calm. And if you've ever experienced that, you'll know how awful um, a feeling that is. And I'm not telling you this today for any kind of sympathy or just for the sake of talking about myself, but I want to tell you that the fact that I'm standing here today using my voice is a testament to God's faithfulness and his truth in my life. I realised that while ever the devil could keep me fearful, he could keep me quiet. You know, everything about fear immobilises immobilizes us and stagnates us and keeps us small and in the dark. But everything about faith, you know, faith strengthens us and it mobilizes us and it brings us into God's light. So I'm here today using my voice that God has given me because I'm not afraid anymore. And, you know, that's because God's truth that says that I am free is bigger in my life than the fear. I just felt like maybe someone listening today really needed to hear that. And I just wanted to encourage you and to say that God can, God will, and he wants to bring you into his fullness. And in doing so, it will bring glory to God. Amen. So be encouraged with that. Um, Today, I want to share with you one of my favorite stories. So as I mentioned, we have four young children So I have spent many a time reading stories to them. And one of my favourite books is from Max, is by Max Licardo and it's called, (coughs) excuse me, You Are Special. You may have heard it. So this story is about a group of small wooden people called Wemmicks. And the Wemmicks were made of wood and they were carved by a woodmaker called Eli who overlooked their village. The Wemmicks judge each other with stickers and they each get a box with grey dots and stars and gold stars to give each other. These stickers are like the labels that people put on others every day. So the Wemmicks with smooth wood and that had special talents got stars but the ones whose wood was chipped or spoke funny, they got dull grey dots. Certain judgments and labels were especially put on one of the Wemmicks whose name was Punchinello. And they would say things to him like, he deserves lots of dots and he would just keep getting all these dots. And these labels did hurt Punchinello to his core. But then he met a girl called Lucia. Now Lucia was a Wemmick that had no dots or stars and the other Wemmicks would try to put them on her However, she didn't care what the Wemmicks thought and so they wouldn't actually stick. 
Lucia explained to Punchinello that it was because every day she would go to visit Eli, her maker, and that he should also go and talk to Eli about anything and everything. So while Punchinello is talking to Eli, he was surprised that Eli knew his name. And Eli tells him and says, well, of course I do. I made you. And Eli says, uh, Punchinello says, why do I matter to you? And Eli looked at Punchinello. He put his hands on his small wooden shoulders and he spoke very slowly. And he says, because you're mine, that's why you matter to me. And Eli said, the more you trust my love, the less you care about the stickers. And in the last line of the story, it says this. You are special because I made you and I don't make mistakes. Punchinello thought, I think he really means it. And with that, a dot fell to the ground. And I love this story and I think how many parallels can we draw from this book in our own life? So obviously, Eli is the woodcarver, um, which is God in the story, the creator. And I love how God sees us just as we are. He knows that we have dots, dots, <laughs> but he also sees our heart. More importantly, he sees our heart and our intent. I see God's son, Jesus, in the Bible, in his time here on earth, always loving the unlovable. And I so want to love like Jesus, which is the title of my message today, Love Like Jesus. And a scripture that shows this clearly is in Luke 7, 36 uh, to 50. So we'll read that. Then one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him. And he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat. And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil and stood at his feet behind him weeping. And she began to wash his feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would know who and what manner of a woman this is who is touching him. For she is a sinner. And Jesus answered and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. And so he said, teacher, say it. There was a certain creditor who had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. And when they had nothing with which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them forgave more? Oh, sorry. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? Simon answered and said, I suppose the one whom he forgave more. And he said to him, you have rightly judged. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. You gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore, I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. 
And then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. And those who sat at the table with him began to say to themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? Then he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. I want us to put ourselves in that room and really picture that woman at Jesus's feet. You know, she was covered in grey dots in a room full of people with stars. She would know what others felt and what they said about her and what the religious leaders thought of her. And yet she still came before Jesus and she performed a holy act of anointing Jesus's feet with oil. And Jesus saw her kindness, saw her heart, her kindness and her faith. He took the actions of a sinful woman to teach the religious leaders a lesson. In verse 47 saying, Her sins which are many are forgiven, for she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. So meaning, if you've not had to receive forgiveness and believe that you know you believe you're holy or righteous on your own terms, then your love will be little. But if we can understand that we are made right only by the forgiveness of our sins through Christ Jesus and can walk in an understanding of that, then we can love others with a Christ-like love, knowing that we've all fallen short and it's through Christ that we are whole. And we see it again in Mark Uh, Chapter 1, verses 40 to 42 in the New King James, and it says, Now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him and saying to him, If you are willing, so he's talking to Jesus, If you are willing, you can make me clean. And then Jesus, moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. And as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. Holy people, the Pharisees, people with stars, wouldn't have touched a leper because they would think that they themselves would be made unclean. But Jesus, Jesus, full of faith and purpose, actually stretched out his hand and in probably the first physical touch this man had seen in a long time, He actually touched this man. Love like Jesus. I want to love like Jesus. And I love how Jesus lived. And I'm so challenged in my daily life. How can I love like him? You know that old statement, WWJD, um, what would Jesus do? I love that because as old and, and sometimes corny as it seems, it's actually such a great compass and a great checkpoint to go, What would Jesus do in this moment? Um, I had this vision when I was praying one day and I saw darkness and it wasn't just because I had my eyes closed. (laughs) There was this darkness in this uh, room or this area and then I saw Jesus standing there and he was all light, light. He was light. And as he moved through I just started to see like uh, I could see what I couldn't see before. So then a person appeared and as he touched them, light came to their life. And as he moved through, I just saw this other person lit up and then another person light up. And I love that about Jesus. Everywhere he went, 
He brought love and he brought light and he wants to do it in your life today. You know, when I was preparing for this message, I really had a bit of an internal struggle and dialogue that where I felt, I guess like, well, if I'm being honest, I, I said, really? Like, is that what I'm going to preach on? Like, Jesus loves you? And I just, I had this moment where I felt like maybe it was just too basic and we've all heard it before. And I felt immediately challenged by the Holy Spirit. And, and he said, how dare you diminish something magnificent and um, powerful as God's love? It's anything but simple or basic. And so I, that's why I'm sharing it today because I was obedient. You know, in 1 Corinthians 13, which we've heard this passage of scripture about love. Um, and I'm just going to read it from the Passion Translation. It says, Love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous. And when blessing comes to someone else, and love does not brag about one's achievements nor inflate its own importance, love does not traffic in shame or, and disrespect nor selfishly seek its own honour. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offence. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. And love is a safe place of shelter, for it never stops believing the best for others. Love never takes failure as defeat, for it never gives up. And you can put God's name in there, Jesus' name in there. Jesus is large and incredibly patient. Jesus is gentle and consistently kind to all. I did that and I really liked it. <laughs> You know, Jesus will never give up on you. Dots, stars, whatever you're covered in, he loves you. And that is anything but basic. And, you know, you might be saying, well, Liza, I'm a Christian. I, I know God loves me. And that's so great. But I think we all need reminding of the magnitude of God's love. And in closing, I just want to share this um, passage of Scripture in John 4. 7 to 21 in the Passion Translation again. And it's just such a great passage, all about love. And it says, Those who are loved by God, let his love continually pour from you to one another, because God is love. Everyone who loves is fathered by God and experiences an intimate knowledge of him. The one who doesn't love has yet to know God, for God is love. The light of God's love shined within us when he sent his matchless son into the world so that we might live through him. This is love. He loved us long before we loved him. And it was his love, not ours. He proved it by sending his son to be the pleasing sacrificial offering to take away our sins. Delightfully loved ones, if he loved us with such tremendous love, then loving one another should be our way of life. No one has ever gazed on the, upon the fullness of God's splendor. But if we love one another, God makes his permanent home in us and we make our permanent home in him. And his love is brought to its full expression in us. And he has given us his spirit within us so that we can have the assurance that he lives in us and that we live in him. Moreover, we have seen with our own eyes and can testify to the truth that Father God has sent his Son to be the Saviour of the world. Those who give thanks that Jesus is the Son of 
uh, Son of God live in God and God lives in them. We have come into an intimate experience with God's love and God lives in them. Sorry, we have come into an intimate experience with God's love and we trust in the love he has for us. God is love. There it is again. God is love. Those who are living in love are living in God and God lives through them by living in God. Love has been brought to its full expression in us so that we may fearlessly fearlessly face the day of judgment because all that Jesus now is, so are we in this world. Love never brings fear, for fear is always related to punishment. But love's perfect perfection drives the fear of punishment far from our hearts. Whoever walks constantly afraid of punishment has not reached love's perfection. Our love for others is our grateful response to the love that God first demonstrated to us. Anyone can say, I love God, yet have hatred towards another believer. And this makes him a phony. Because if you don't love a brother or sister whom you can see, how can you truly love God whom you can't see? For he has given us this command, whoever loves God must also demonstrate love to others. Amen. Our love for others is our grateful response. And I love that. Our grateful response to the love that God first demonstrated to us. And that's what I'm really talking about today. Grasping that love from our Father, but not just not doing anything with it, then going out and loving like Jesus did. So today, let his agape love come into your life and watch the dots fall away. And can I encourage us, and me, myself too, search for God in the scriptures. Sit in his presence. Look into how Jesus in, his, Jesus in his time here on earth loved people, but then go and love like Jesus. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are here with us today. We thank you that your love is so large, Lord Jesus, that you love all of us. And God, we sit here in this posture today and we're just so grateful we're so grateful for your love in our life. May you help us, God, because it's not always easy, but will you help us love other people? Show us the way that we can love people like you do, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this teaching, that you've been encouraged and challenged. To stay up to date with our latest messages, you can subscribe to our podcast. For more information, resource, or service times, please check out our website at noosa.church.